0: welcome to explore the space we're digging into healthcare issues that matter most our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers there is a gulf between healthcare and our communities this is the place to talk about it now here's your host dr mark shapiro
1: welcome back to explore the space podcast i'm your host mark shapiro before we get to today's episode a thank you to Lori bedke and creighton university for sponsoring this episode Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's Healthcare Executive Education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu forward slash C-H-E-E to learn more. My guest in this episode of Explore the Space podcast is Dr. Grace Ferris. I am delighted to have Dr. Ferris back on Explore the Space podcast. She came on a couple of years ago. She is a hospitalist like me. She is an absolutely brilliant artist. She is a cartoonist. She is fantastic. I've been a fan of her for years. My wife found her account on Instagram and told me about her and said, Hey, I think she's a hospitalist like you been a fan of hers ever since. She is tremendous. And she has a book out. It actually comes out today, March 29th, available wherever books are sold. It's called Mom Milestones. It's wonderful. And she is on Explore the Space today to talk about it. And we just had a blast. It was just so great to speak with her and hear about what she's working on and how she creates this amazing stuff. She's just a total treat to speak with. She is also the creator of the pluripotent logo which is in the explore the space merchandise store we talked about how this all came together it took a while it was well over a year but like i told her on the show she was the only person that i wanted to do this and she absolutely knocked it out of the park you can check it out in the merch store if you want there's coffee mugs and water bottles and shirts and stickers and the whole thing you can find it at www.explore show forward slash merch and there's links in the show notes as well you can find me on twitter at ets show instagram at explore the space show you can email me anytime mark at explore the space show.com. you can check out the whole archive of explore the space at www.explorethespaceshow.com as well definitely subscribe to explore the space wherever you download your shows leave us that five star rating and review that really helps us out and also word of mouth this is just critical please do leave us a rating and review and tell your friends about explore the space as well If you are checking this out on March 29th, definitely join us on Twitter at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. On March 29th, we will be doing another hashtag ETS chat. These are fun, too. These are great. If you have the chance to check it out, please do so. It's a Med Lasso-themed chat with myself, Syed Tabatabai, and Dr. Jesse Allen, who was the guest on the last Med Lasso episode. We're talking about Ted Lasso, Season 1, Episode 5, and Friendship. So check that out and join us on Twitter. That will be a total blast. All right. All that said, it's time to get to why we're here today. My friend, the brilliant Dr. Grace Ferris. Grace, welcome back to Explore the Space. I'm so happy you're here.
0: Oh, it's so nice to see you again.
1: (laughs) It's been a long time. Let's not go to the next book, though. Let's do it a little bit sooner because it's been it's been a long time.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, it's been too long. A whole pandemic.
1: A whole pandemic, a whole book, a whole move. A whole move. Uh, we both changed jobs. You changed jobs? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I keep you up to date. Like the medical director roles in in hospital medicine, their lifespan is like, people ask me, it's like, it's like an NFL running back. It's three to five years.
0: Agree. People,
1: <laughs> people yeah, right?
0: That was, mine was about four years.
1: Yeah, yeah, about three to, mine was... About three, and then you either move up, you move sideways, you move, you just move.
0: Yeah, you can only call people to ask them if they'll cover the night shift for about (laughs) two and a half years, and then you're like, oh no, don't want to do that anymore. Or
1: or get called because no one showed up to cover the shift. Yes, (laughs) yes. That that's a doozy. I think you and I texted about that. It was it was a while ago. I think you texted me to say, why why did you step away? And we had a long exchange and it was things like that, right? It's, it's the, it's the grind of middle management. It's the grind of middle management. You are, uh, there's some really wonderful parts to it for sure. There are just those daily things where you're on 24 seven that need resolution that are, that's a grind. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I texted you to ask permission to, (laughs) Granted, (laughs) I think you said you're like, if you're looking for permission, I'm gonna say
1: (laughs) that's so great. What did you like the most about it when you were the medical director for a a big hospitalist division? What did you like the most about it? Because there's the cool parts,
0: yeah. the, The cool parts, and I think you'll agree with this, is that you get to hire amazing people, and
1: 100% number one,
0: um, yeah, that is great to like recruit
1: recruiting the best.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I think that was one of the great parts. You get to kind of push priorities, um, like shape the culture a little bit, although, yeah. you know, it's, shaping culture is complicated, but, um, it is. and then, I mean, so, you know, the the last couple of months that I was doing that job was like NYC pandemic. And at that point it became very like, just meaningful and gratifying. And like I was very close to that group, you know, because we we're working crazy hours and you know, experiencing pretty intense situations. So yeah. Yeah. Those those were the the biggest highlights, the people.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with the recruiting completely. I agree with the the feeling of leading in a crisis. The biggest one when I was the medical director was the Tubbs Wildfire in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when our team was pretty new and that was that was same thing. Like those people, not all of them are with our team. You know, some of them have moved yeah. away and you know, there's a lot of turnover in hospital medicine. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, just those people, there's, there's a connection there forever. Without yeah. a doubt. I loved recruiting though. I still do. I still get to do some recruiting with our medical group and I I love it. It's, I don't know. I, it gets me fired up on where I live again and it gets me fired up on where I work again because I get to like, see people respond to it and it's a reminder like yeah this is actually acknowledging it's a it's a tough gig it's pretty great
0: yeah well and that's kind of the great part of hospital medicine in general is the cool people like whether it's the people you work with like the, yeah. all of the hospital staff all of the different types of people that you take care of like just a really neat um you know range of people
1: and it affords us opportunities to do things like
0: Write a book, <laughs> write a book. <laughs> about motherhood,
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, so I have read it. You were very kind, and i got to I got to read a galley of the book. I've been a fan of yours since before I met you because my wife knew of you, and I've shared this with you. She's the one that told me about you when you came on the show like four years ago. Um, now you've written a book. Is it weird to even just sort of like to 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 sort of own that
0: i well. I think that uh, I've been thinking a lot about how it was really fun to make it. And now that I have this like physical thing, you know, because I finally got one physical copy. And that was the first time I'd really seen these comics like on paper, you know, because they're mostly online. Um, And so yeah, that, that was really neat. But then even the physical thing, is like, it, it's more about like the joy of making it, which I don't know it's probably true for you in the podcast. Also, it's like the, the making is the great part.
1: Without a doubt. The thrill is in the creation. That being said, uh, having read it and, and having been a fan of your work for such a long time, and I hope this doesn't sound condescending. I am just incredibly proud of you. Uh, this is this is like the best stuff you could have done in a book form that has like a flow and an arc and uh, it takes you on. A, it's It's really, really good. When you look at it, though, do you feel like, yeah, I nailed this.
0: I mean, I think like, you know, you'd always go back and like things that you might change. I, I think it's, cool. <laughs> sure. I, I didn't ever think while I was doing this, like, oh, is this going to feel like a narrative arc, it, which I should have. And I think probably the editor, my editor is really great, Rachel Mount Pleasant. And I think she, um, did a lot in terms of like, kind of pushing the narrative in there, okay. I mean, you know, cause if, if she hadn't been there, probably, like, every other comic would be about, like, bedtime. <laughs> and so I think at one point she was like, maybe lighten up on the bedtime stuff, you know?
1: I'm sensing that bedtime is challenging.
0: But she's, you know, she's super supportive. And so every time, anytime she puts anything critical, she puts, like, a sideways happy face at the end of the sentence. <laughs> nice, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that people, that you, that it feels like, like, um, like it has a narrative because I wasn't, and I, you know, the way I was writing it, it, it's, I was too close up to like feel that, mm. you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you also tee us up for volume two, right? The, the elementary school and the middle school years. And then of course the natural fit of volume three, right? The high school years and graduation. So I have a five and a half year old. So I got to really enjoy uh, 90% of the book and then read the last 10% of like upcoming attractions. Uh, And it was just delightful. But I definitely finished it feeling like, Volume Two is going to be nuts. I can't wait for Volume two. I can't wait for the middle school years and the the soccer years and the 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 tennis years. And oh my gosh, it's gonna be crazy.
0: the gaming, the gaming.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I had many questions for you though. here's here's the first one. Are these comics and commentaries that you have been doing over years that have been aggregated over years that you sort of fit together as a puzzle? Or is there some parts of this that were like, I need to create content specifically to address this thing to connect these other two things? Or was it kind of a mixture? Were you bringing stuff out of the Grace Ferris archives, creating new content or kind of a mixture of both?
0: Well, yeah, so I they're about like 20, you know, it's 224 pages, I think fewer than 20 are from like Instagram or Cup of Joe, which is like a lifestyle blog that I draw comics for, um, mm-hmm. but um, and so I wanted to bring back like favorites, um, you know, ones that were really popular and that yeah. seemed to resonate. But then um, the rest of it, you know, is is meant for the book, and yeah, it's probably topics that maybe I hadn't tapped wow. into, um, especially like um some of the milestones, like the um, first birthday and going to kindergarten. I, I don't think I'd drawn a lot of comics about that. So, but yeah, the rest of it is meant for the book and to have that, like kind of going through the different ages.
1: Were there parts where as you finished a comic, it brought back kind of waves of nostalgia or emotion as you were putting it all together?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, I feel like you and I were texting about kindergarten because your son started kindergarten recently. Yeah. 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 I think like that is like, almost i mean that's like a big moment for the kid but it's also a huge parenting moment
1: it was it was it was big for us because we didn't have him do anything the year prior because of the pandemic you know i was seeing COVID patients um you know we just were we made the decision let's just keep him home and not go through that added roller coaster so yeah it was a really big adjustment to switch back um to him starting school so when i was reading the kindergarten stuff and you have people are going to read this, the The games and the, the mementos. And I, it definitely took me back to a really nice place. I mean, and he's still in kindergarten, but yeah, it's just, I, I went into some fun memory corridors that I hadn't been in for a while, not because I avoid them, but just because they have to be accessed. You know, I'm distracted by work and life and this and that. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, when he was three years old, we did this and this and it was super cool.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's uh, some, and some of the things are like, oh gosh, like those days were, you know, like, I don't the so, days where there's like yogurt everywhere.
1: <laughs> Grace, Grace, there was yogurt everywhere.
0: There was. There was when yogurt.
1: you wrote that, I was like, oh, how did she know the yogurt? <laughs> It'll occasionally still just be like, oh, here, dad, we have a problem. And I'll look and the spoon is just empty. I'm like, and it's on the floor, like this little yeah. pulsatile mouth. Like, oh, buddy.
0: Pulsatile yogurt.
1: What? What are you doing, man? <laughs> come yeah. on, I'm doing yeah. dishes here. Throw me a bone. I just <laughs> anyway. Just I know. I know. Yeah. Speaking of funny, so one of the things that I'm enjoying doing very much when I have an author come on to talk about the book is to read us something. Now, acknowledging yours are comics. There's one element. If you wouldn't mind indulging us, page 55, and I'm going to open it too, so I can read along with you. The title is "A Letter to You."
0: Okay, and this is this is um, this is a very popular one that was from Instagram. That I thought oh, would... was it really? Okay, yeah. A letter to you. If you are reading this in the middle of the night while trying to comfort a newborn, know that all over the world, other parents are too. Have a glass of water, maybe a cookie or an apple for energy. And know that the intense sleep deprivation will end. And one day, if you're lucky, the baby will say to you, that's not the show I wanted. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. I love that. I loved it. It also brought up a skill for me that I wonder if you learned this in residency, but you commented on when you're awake in the middle of the night thinking about who else is awake, how many other people are awake.
0: I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you picked this one because I I guess that is kind of the general emotion of the book is thinking about how, yeah, in the middle of the night when it's 2 a.m. and you're in your living room, like holding a teeny baby and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. This, you know, I don't I feel run down. I don't feel like myself. And I remember in our old apartment, I would look across the street, and a window would be like lit up across the street, and I'd think, like, I wonder who's what they're solidarity,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, this—that's what the the intention of the book is like, meant to be like there for you at these times, and hopefully feel like like a letter from a friend.
1: I think you nailed that part. That aspiration really comes through, but not like hit you over the head not maudlin it's the sense though of community right that we're all yeah and look i'm not a mom and yet i still felt very included i still felt very engaged i felt very welcomed opening it and so for anyone out there who's not a mom you're going to enjoy this too because it's still very welcoming i still felt very much a part of the adventure and the experience and uh feeling lonely and feeling tired and that's really gross and I have to clean that. Are you kidding me? Um, All of that stuff. I, I actually, I think that you, built a sense of community into it while talking about a sense of community. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's I mean, that's nice. Also, it's nice to hear that, like, it makes you think of residency, because I do remember that where you would you might be like on a floor feeling kind of lonely or, you know, in a call room. And yeah, I do. um, It does kind of like echo residency a little bit which is
1: interesting that's just how i got through the nights i mean when i would be awake in the middle of the night i would consciously remind myself like you were really you feel lonely and run down and then i would go through the list okay the surgery resident is here the icu attending is here the ed is packed like there's a lot of people that are here and then when i became an attending and i was working at night i would remind myself okay yeah, you have six admissions to do and there's a rapid response um, and it's only one o'clock and you're on for seven more hours. But think about these other people that are here if you need help and they will all help you. And that always made a big difference to me. uh, Just knowing that there was some community around me, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really nice. I I never thought about it like that. I I do remember being on the ICU and being too nervous to go back to the call room and just like sitting in front of the telly. (laughs) Totally.
1: the minute you sit down everything would blow up again
0: just watching the heart rate and the <laughs> Totally.
1: <laughs> I remember doing that with the baby monitor like I'd get yeah. oh get the boy back down at three in the morning and like I don't want to close my eyes I'm going to stare at this thing for a while until he is like fully situated all right now I can start to wind back down there's one thing that's not in the book and I was struck by this and I want to ask the, the pandemic is not in the book
0: yeah well that I, I wasn't sure my a friend of mine asked me if i was going to have like stuff about the pandemic. i i put i think in one of the final pages i have a mask drawing like where yes. that mom has some worries about the future or something but there yeah, isn't
1: dedicated I, cartoons there isn't a a chapter there's nothing that and can i share with you how it made me feel to yeah, not yeah. see that i loved it i think that that was really really smart i think it was really really smart because i look forward to a time where we can see it as part of our life but not not owning every element and i think that for this book to be evergreen and like there's a couple places where you say that this is an evergreen comment in the book i think that um I think it will stand the test of time somehow and resonate more with others, right? The next generation will read it and it will make sense to them as mothers. They'll feel like they're part of that community as opposed to, I don't fully understand the experience of of motherhood or parenthood because I didn't do it during a pandemic. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I, I Yeah. I mean, I think it is like, you know, when you think about like art being made about the pandemic, it's like... Mm-hmm. I'm interested. But then at the same time, like, yeah, I, I feel like you, I, I kind of want to see art that shows something that's more hopeful. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, also with drawing comics about people, you know, to have like every person's face covered in a mask in a comic is, is even more challenging. <laughs> I mean, well, it's easier to draw the face, but it's harder yeah. to say the emotions. Or...
1: That's interesting. Cause one of the things I like about your art is it's so spare. And there's only a few lines and a few colors to depict a lot of kinetic energy. And yeah, if you had a mask over it, uh, over any part of the illustration, it would really change it because we talked about this the last time you came on a couple of years ago, you don't use a lot of pen strokes to create a really big world. Um, which I love. And it would be interesting to see what it would look like. It might be kind of a cool experiment to like do a few with masks on and just see what it looks like and be like, Oh wow, that's different Grace Ferris artistic experience for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that today because I was working on another comic where it's about um, one of my sons who was scared to get shots. And so Mm -hmm. the challenge is trying to getting, giving you know, getting him his flu shots and his COVID shots, uh, this past year. But, um, and I was having the pharmacist, like everybody's wearing a mask. And so I was trying to figure out how to make the pharmacist look like she was, um, she thought the situation was humorous and, um, yeah, it was, it was challenging. So um.
1: now that it's done, it's going to enter the world. Do you give yourself space to have any expectation around it in terms of reception, performance, sales, demand, anything like that? Or do you just say, oh, achievement's unlocked. I wrote this really cool book on milestones and I'm happy.
0: I think, yeah, I, well, I mean, I feel like I don't know. I don't know enough about the industry to like know what to expect from it. Um, You know, and I think it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's just exciting to see it coming out. So yeah, I, I don't know that I have like any expectations. Okay that that hopefully people like it and um find it like I, I like the some of the reviews that say like it's like affirming i hadn't thought about it like that but then um,
1: that's really good do you and do you have a pathway for like book promotion that you're going to be doing
0: um let's see well well so i'm gonna um what am i going to do I, i'm gonna try to write some comics around the time it comes out what else okay. oh I think there's going to be an event, hopefully, here in Austin. Wow. And, oh, and then um, then we have this, like, big pre-order campaign, which involves the, um, if you order it, you can send kind of the copy of your receipt to the publisher, and they'll send you a package of postcards. Uh, oh, wow. Those? They're really cute. That's um, Awesome. They're like different pages, like some of the notes from the book. So one says like deep breaths and one says like the way you load the dishwasher is miraculous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I loved that.
0: um, So, yeah, I think those are the biggest ones. I don't know if there's any other big like promotional plans. Um,
1: So exciting. It's it's just so cool when you think about what you want your physician colleagues, your People you went through residency with, people who were on your team in New York that you went through the pandemic with, people that you're working with now, people that you do stuff with. Do you think about how you hope they might see your work and engage with your work any differently than the public at large? Is there is there any other amount of, gosh, I really hope that it lands well with that crew?
0: Well, so I mean... I was really lucky because when I when I started having kids, you know, I just joined my hospitalist group and mm-hmm. there were a lot of moms in the group. So that that was very fortunate. And in fact, like the one of the directors was a mother and she kind of had this whole on ramp plan for how you would come back to work and what kind of shifts were best and how she would schedule you. And I mean, that I couldn't have been any luckier. Wow. To- And so, and I do feel like a lot of their advice, like probably is like coming through in the book. And, um, so I, I I feel like they'll feel that, um, you know, there's a page where it talks about like other siblings. And one of the women I used to work with her, she had to bring her son to work one time, you know, when he was having kind of his own Ferris Bueller's day off. Um, (laughs) I think it was like seven or eight and he was sitting in the workroom and, um, one of the residents was asking him like, Oh, so do you have any brothers or sisters? And he said, well, my snake is like a brother to me,
1: <laughs>
0: so I definitely had to include that. <laughs>
1: that's, that's got to go in there. I love it. Now there, I don't know. It, the last time you were on, we talked about like the comics that we love and, and things like that. We talked about you know Calvin Hobbes and Bill Watterson's work. Is it weird to think that there are people that are going to say work that Grace Ferris does is my favorite? Cartooning is my favorite is my favorite art, is my favorite depiction of this life experience, because that's going to happen.
0: Well, I, you know, I feel that now because I get um, students and residents asking if I can kind of um, like help with their medical humanities electives. And I feel like, you know, only like, a you know, I guess only 10 years ago, you know, I was asking faculty for help with my medical humanities. And so I definitely feel that. And I feel like, oh, this is wonderful. You know, like, I can help you write a learning objective about, you know, um, I just had a resident who um, wanted to work on songwriting and wanted to make a songwriting elective. And I was like, I don't know anything about songwriting, but I'm happy to like help you write your learning objectives for this um, project that you're doing. I mean, it was so cool. Uh,
1: That is really cool. That, so when I was a resident, that sort of mindset did not exist. And that's not a criticism. That's just where we were. I'm I'm glad to hear that you get those pings to say, hey, can you help me develop this project? Because it's going to make that person a better doctor. It's going to make their team a better team. Um, it's going to make their experience better and it'll make help their career last longer.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's amazing. Like, I, I don't know anything about music, but, but it was like neat to get to work on that and say, like, well, what do you want to get out of this? Uh um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that like, and I, I feel like I get some of that from you Your like kind of abundance philosophy towards like the pluripotent theme. <laughs>
1: abundance philosophy. I've never yeah. heard that. Before. I love abundance isn't, philosophy.
0: Isn't that what it is? It's like, um, you know, instead of saying like, oh, well, songwriting, like that sounds crazy. You know, that doesn't sound very yeah. medical or like, are you sure you want to spend your time like that? It's like, why not? Like, why not try this? Like, this yeah. is
1: why we're friends, Grace. That's that's the mindset. So you did, and this is why I bothered you for a year and a half to okay. create the art for Pluripotent. When I, when I created that for the Explore the Space merchandise store, I asked you and you were busy and that was fine. And then I checked back six months later, busy. I said, that's fine. And I finally was like, look, I know your book is done because you just tweeted about it. <laughs> you have to do this there's no one else that can do this and you have to please do and you said cool i'm on it and Uh, i mean are you kidding me
0: so nice yeah
1: are you kidding me with this how cool this is i can't I, i still look at it i don't know it's just one of the greatest things ever when i put on social media people say "Look, what is that grace ferris made it she's a genius All you had was the words, and I think I mentioned, can you maybe include the colors from the show, and like three days later, (laughs) and what I'm showing Grace on the camera, you all can't see it, but there's links in the show notes, It's, it's, it's unbelievable how talented you are, it's unbelievable.
0: Well, that's that's nice of you. I mean that I feel like we have been talking about pluripotent for a long time. Like the idea of it, so I mean, yeah, it just had to be done.
1: It just Um, had to be done. And really like
0: you could add so many little things to it, you know. I feel like we closed them down. Uh, We did.
1: We did. And you were very helpful with that because um it had to, you know, it had to fit, it had to be on a shirt and things of that nature. Yeah. When you get a commission or when you get an idea. How long does it take you to turn it around?
0: Oh, I think, I mean, it really varies on like how, you know, like if I have it thought out. I mean, with that one, I draw like a lot of those things anyway. So I thought, oh, it's going to be around the word, obviously. Uh, Or let's just see how it looks like with them tightly, like tied into the word. But sometimes if things are more complicated, yeah, it takes a little bit longer.
1: Do you work at night? Do you work in the morning? Do you work in the middle of the day? When is when is your peak time for creation.
0: Well, now I think, you know, but when I was in New York, it was always in the evening, but now that I'm back on kind of like a more typical hospitalist schedule, I have like these, you know, periods where I'm able to work during the day. And I, I think, I mean, for me, it's like any of those times works. I think working digitally makes it a lot easier to work at night because you don't need like natural light as much as if you were drawing or, you know, on paper. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying like working during the day. I, I, I really enjoyed like, so the book I, I did it all in black and white first. And then once everything was finalized and the proofreading was done, then I went back and got to color it all in. And that was a very fun period. Um, because that was like my own coloring book where I get to, and then I got to like design their, you know, like, it's like today you're going to be wearing, you know, stripes or you're going to wear strawberries and. Um, that was really fun. And I, I did that all at night. That was that was really enjoyable listening to a lot of podcasts.
1: That is so great. The The one um, where the coloring in was very, very effective was a uh, page 103 car seat parts. And the one that absolutely sent me was latch part that made you say fuck once in front of the kids because that happened. I pinched my fingers so badly and I've been really really good about you know modifying my language obviously and it's not like I swear all the time but yeah you, know, you got we have to be mindful and that was one where I was like and my son's eyes just pivoted to me he didn't say anything he just knew daddy made a mistake but daddy's hurting and I'm going to give him a big mulligan oh my god the car seat is so gross Do you feel like there's another one in you? Do you feel like there's another volume in you?
0: Oh yeah, I mean I have a lot of ideas. I'm hoping I'm hoping that I'll get started on another one. I have a few like um, kind of non motherhood ideas. I'd like to maybe write like the um, that period, the like 2020 New York City COVID as like kind of a graphic. Oh
1: man.
0: for a while, I was like, I don't ever want to revisit that. And then yeah. recently I thought like, oh, that might be like a good way to get like some closure and mm-hmm. um, to reflect on it. So
1: that would be very, very interesting. And just to be clear with the with the content of the book, I used the expletive when I was describing it, but you did edit it. So I want people to know that it's it's uh, safe for work age age. Age appropriate content. I chose to use the full expletive because I remember when I slammed my finger in that car seat latch, (laughs) and it it merited an expletive for sure. It really hurt. (laughs) You're going to do so much more cool stuff. You know, we're we're in this such fun and interesting place of being kind of mid career physicians in a profession that affords us a lot of time. Uh, You know, we when we're working, we work really really hard, and when we're not we have opportunities to be pluripotent, right? To have, oh my gosh, what you said, the abundance mindset. And to know that you're going to be out there cranking out more great content and more cartoons and more books and more ideas. It it heartens me. It makes me feel really happy. The book is out. How do people find it?
0: Um, you can buy it wherever books are sold, but, um, obviously like if possible, it's great to buy it from your independent bookstore wherever you yep. live, but you can also buy it, you know, if you're in target or on the target website,
1: <laughs> um, that's that's cool, man. Is it, is it kind of a trip to say that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I mean, ho- I hope it'll be, um, yeah, I, I, I it's exciting. It's cool it's that very I'm exciting.
1: I'm really, really happy for you. And how do people find you on social media?
0: Um, they can find me at Coop de Grace Ferris, C O U P D E G R A C E F A R R I S. That's my Instagram. And then I'm on Twitter at Grace Ferris.
1: Um and we will have links to all of that in the show notes. Grace, I'm gonna get my copy signed when I see you in Nashville. Perfect, And that's going to be awesome. We'll take pictures. We'll put them on social media for sure. But in the meantime, congratulations. Good luck. This is so awesome. I'm so excited for you. Thank you for coming on.
0: Uh, It's nice to see you again.
1: It's nice to see you too. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, but good luck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for doing this.
1: My thanks once again to Grace for joining me on this episode of Explore the Space podcast. Mom Milestones, her new book, is out, available wherever books are sold. There's a link in the show notes. Definitely check out your local bookstore. Great way to support local and independent bookstores as well. Thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu forward C-H-E-E. You can hit me on Twitter at ETS Show. Check out our hashtag ETS Chat tonight, Tuesday. March 29th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can hit me on Instagram at Explore the Space Show. Email me, Mark, at Explore the Space Show. And check out the archive of Explore the Space podcast, www.explorethespaceshow.com. You did hear Grace and I talking about the pluripotent logo she created. It's totally awesome. It's available in the merchandise store, the show forward slash merch. Please do check it out. We will be back soon with more great content. I hope you enjoyed listening to Grace. It was a blast to speak with her. Until we are back, take care of yourselves. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com.
0: And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETSshow. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.